Hey everybody, thanks for joining again today. Hope you're having a great day today. We're in Acts chapter 15. We're going to look at verses 6 through 21. Last time we left off with Paul and Barnabas returning to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders to deal with the problem that they had been having out on the missionary journey. Uh, certain of the Jews were wanting the Gentiles to be circumcised before they could become part of the Christian family. So let's see how this uh, issue was resolved. Let's read Acts 15, verses 6 through 21. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us, and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles, to take out of them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophet agree, just as it is written. After this, I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins. I will set it up again so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord God, who does all these things. Known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city being read in the synagogue every Sabbath. After much discussion, Peter stood up. He retells how he, uh, this, that was the end of it when they talked about being read in the Sabbath. Now I'm going to go back and discuss this a little bit. Because after there had been a lot of discussion, Peter stands up and he retells them how Cornelius had sent people to him and how he went to Cornelius and the other Gentiles and how the Gentiles received the Spirit just as they had. And God had placed no requirements on them to be circumcised. So Peter wants to know, why are you guys putting God to the test? Why are you testing him by trying to add to God's word something that he did not tell them? God accepts them, but maybe they don't want to, right? Something was wrong with this picture. 
And here is a perfect case of adding something to God's word that he did not say or that he did not add. Peter says it is only by the grace of God that any of us, now he's not just referring to Gentiles, he's saying them too, Jews and Gentiles, that there's no way except by the grace of God that any of us could be saved. None of us could keep the law of Moses perfectly. So there was none of us that could be saved except by the gift of God's Son. The multitude is silent. They are listening. And then Paul and Barnabas get up. And they start stating how God has worked many miracles and wonders through them uh, among the Gentiles so that the Gentiles have seen what God can do. But they're also, I think, implying that there is nowhere where God had given them any directions for the people to be circumcised. Then James stands up. These are some pretty big names in the church standing up here. Peter, Paul, Barnabas, James. James stands up, re-emphasizes what Peter had said. And then he goes back and actually takes a quote from the Old Testament, from the book of Amos, talking about how the Gentiles are called by God's name. How God from eternity had planned on the Gentiles being part of his kingdom. He says in so many words, let's not trouble the Gentiles who are turning to God. Let's rejoice. Let's be thankful that they're turning to God. That's, that's what we should be doing when anyone turns to God, right? We should be rejoicing. But James does say, let's give them these instructions. Abstain from things polluted by idols. Abstain from sexual immorality. Abstain from blood. The concept was life is in the blood, so abstain from blood. This goes back in many ways to things that would be offensive to the Jews. God is saying, we've got to work together. Let's not do anything that's going to offend one another. And that's still good advice today. If we know someone is offended by something, don't do it in front of them and offend them. Let's have more love for our brothers and sisters than that. Let's not cause them to stumble. Let's abstain instead. Now this has been settled among them. This is what they've come up with. This is their, their resolution. The next thing we're going to see is there's going to have to be a message sent out to the people. A decree is going to go throughout Jerusalem on this decision. We also, this is a great way I think we could look at and see how people come together, how they discuss a situation, and how they come to a resolution of the situation. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time.